blah 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 punk till i news punk till i news punk till i news podcast 139 neil you know i'm one of your host tom trauma that Liverpool Neil is laughing at me there in his lonely bachelor apartment. You know, Indeed. I uh, I wanted to, I'm like, I'm going to skip the intro today because we have so much to talk about. I'm just going to rush right through it. And now it's going to take longer than ever because I screwed it up, tripped on it. Yeah. Well, also, you know, we also, we want to say, we want to say as well for any new listeners, because we seem to, we seem to have picked up a lot of new followers and stuff. So, um, and actually I just got an email on the Instagram saying there's a new listener from Grand Rapids. So, ah, so there I you met, go. A, I met, oh, oh, this is going to be embarrassing because I met one when I was at the show Tuesday night and I can't remember his name. I you might have to remind me. I think this is a female called Shorty or something like that. So interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I was going to say we have so much to talk about. And I have so many things I don't want to forget that I actually tried to rush through the intro and I tripped on it. Now, if we were a professional like organization, we would edit that all out and skip it, but we're not. So. Yeah, for, for the for the show. for the new folks that are listening, um, send in uh, your address and we'll send you some stickers, right, Tom? Yep, I handed a bunch out the other night. I'm actually getting getting better at it, Neil. Neil's oh, like no. super good at promoting the show. I suck at it, but I'm getting better. I had a pretty good week, <laughs> pretty good week at it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like to stick them up wherever I can because I love vandalism. That's me. Well, the problem is if I'm too close to home, I don't want to vandalize where people might actually have to catch up with me about it. Yeah, I did that at my local pub too, and I felt kind of bad about it. <laughs> uh, you know. Anyway, listen. There's not nothing a razor blade won't take care of. True enough. Well, uh, uh, that's the nice hey, thing because well, whoever wants to take it down could just slit their throat and leave the sticker. Well, they're, they're also nice quality stickers, so they will peel off. It's not like those shitty paper ones that you know just tear and stuff. These are nice quality. But we're not suggesting that you should remove your stickers from anywhere. But you know, just saying. You know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so much for our quick intro, so we get right to the meat of what we're doing, right? Yes. So this episode is going to be all about Tom went on a Midwest tour, basically, and also about our record store appearance, which you've heard in 138, probably. So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about all those things. And Neil, Neil went an hour from home, which for him is pretty much like a Midwest tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, as, as good as it gets. McHenry, was a, McHenry took a while, man. Yeah, it did. So, so yeah. So last Friday, we've been we've been hyping this thing for a while. Obviously, we did a live in store. At, so, well, you see now you could back away from the microphone when you do that. You know? <laughs> Keep it, keeping it real, I, real. I noisy. had to lecture deal about he likes to rock and roll in front of his microphone, so that it, it's up and down, up and down because he's a squirrely little bastard. I'm sorry, I'm not lying then, on my bed, lying and putting the mic on my belly. And then. He, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get thin because then the belly, the mic will be too far away, right? I like need that certain amount of beer belly to get the microphone. Maybe the maybe you can hang it from the ceiling. Your wife would love that. Maybe maybe yes, she'll walk in and be like, "What's that contraption on the ceiling? Count me out." Oh my god, yes, I guess it does kind of look like something rude, doesn't it? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, so yeah, Friday I took off work, of course, and. Uh, we headed over to Neil's and we grabbed Neil or no, we actually got in his car and then we went over to McHenry and then we had lunch at McHenry at the lovely, uh, the elite deli. Wasn't it? Was that what it's called? Not the elite deli. What's it called? It's, it's like a, it's a venue in itself. I, I can't believe I can't think of it. I think it was called the Epic, elite. Wasn't Epic, it? The Epic, Epic deli. I'm sorry. The Epic deli. Yes, you are correct. The Epic so deli and McHenry. I've actually, see, I've actually heard of it because they have shows at this place. Like the Lillington's a play there. Teenage Bottle Rockets play there. It's sort of in, uh, you know, it's a good hour from Chicago. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but the, the venue, it's, it's a cool venue. I actually thought it was a pretty cool place. I agree. Kind of in a, in a strip mall, but like a good sandwich shop. 
I had a sandwich meal that was $15. It was so ridiculously big. I mean, I only ate 99% of it. It was so big. Yeah, my BLT was so big that I gave you, our buddy Scott half of it. So There you go. Yeah. The sam- so the sandwiches are fairly epic in size, at least. Mine was very good. I can't remember. It was a pretty mixed bag, I think, overall. But, but it was good. It was a cool venue. Um, so that's where we had lunch before we went to uh, the record store, which I got to say, once again, I don't think we can thank Alan enough from Goldmine. Right. Because he put this whole thing together. As much as we have like a million people to thank, or maybe not a million, but, you know, a few people to thank, Alan was definitely the – none of this gets done without Alan. Yep, Alan and, was, and, Alan was and, fantastic and a lovely and guy too. And the fact of the matter is I think, I think this is something that maybe we could do once a year somewhere. I mean it was a really – turned out to be a really cool event. But anyway, so we go over to Siren Records. And like I said, I'm sure a lot of you have heard that episode. It's very – Chaotic. Uh, I listen to chaotic. I, well, and I I rarely listen to a whole episode of this thing. <laughs> Thanks, um, Tom. <laughs> but that one is well, it's, it's it's definitely on the brink of constantly overmodulation. Like it's super loud, and you could hear people in the background. And sometimes I want to scream at them to shut up, <laughs> but I couldn't really notice it while we were recording. Well, you can't tell them to shut up because they came to they came to hang out with us. So you can't tell Did them they? to shut up. Is yeah. that why they're socializing He's... so loud with each other? What were they supposed to be listening to our every word that they couldn't hear? Exactly. <laughs> And that's one thing we do have to try and figure out if we do do these again, which is a good idea because I think everybody's entertained. But if we yeah. do do it again, we have to find a way to mic ourselves so that people can actually hear us, so they can actually be involved in the interviews well, and stuff not, too. We're not ready. We're not ready to announce it yet, but we are. We we have pretty serious plans for a Christmas live Christmas special kind of thing. Yes, which we will announce probably around Thanksgiving or so, and we will definitely have to work on the sound end of it. To make it so that it's more listenable to people out in the crowd. Yep. So they can actually hear what we're talking about. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. So, but so we get over to Siren, and it's it's like in the corner of this like little downtown area, right? Like a. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic location. It was a corner store, so it's big. And then there was a bar across the street, a bar two doors down, and then a Chinese restaurant like across the street too. So I think it was a third bar too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was perfect, right? You could just stagger from one to the other if you wanted to. The only drawback was, man, it rained for like two fucking days straight, didn't it? It was yeah. pouring down the entire day. So that was yeah, it, it, it rained the, pretty much 90% of the way from Grand Rapids to Chicago. It pretty much rained, which and then, sucks. And then from Chicago to McHenry, it rained yeah. the entire time. Yeah. So we got over there, oh, I don't know, about noon, right? And then we went and had lunch. Yep. And the plan was kind of for Neil and I to shop – for like an hour or so and then record an episode and talk to whoever we could talk to about what was going on. And, uh, we got back from lunch a little late, so we didn't quite have that much time to shop and we start, everything kind of got pushed back like a half hour or so. But I gotta say overall, I think it went really well. I was really pleased with the whole event. It was a lot of fun. Um, got a lot of cool records. Alan had so many records to give away. He did. He had so many giveaways. I felt kind of bad, actually. That well, was... it was amazing, and, and that's one thing he said too. And, and he said, he said, which makes me think that we, you know, this thing does have a future to tweak a little bit. He said next time we'll do like a raffle or something because we didn't really know how to give away the records because we had so much to give away. So it became kind of a free for all. Yep. And nobody wanted that Reagan Youth album with the uh, someone drawing a penis on the front of it. So nobody that's probably, really wanted you know, that. <laughs> you know, I have the I have the, all those songs on a different record. I probably should have grabbed that one, but oh, well. I didn't want to be too grabby because he gave us so much stuff he did he really I mean, did i haven't i'm a week a week later i still haven't listened to everything i got yet 
Yeah, I'm not even. Well, I'm sure you have it. You don't listen to half the stuff you buy. You just buy to buy, right? Well, I, I, I've listened to most of the vinyl, but I also, uh, between Alan and Bill, they gave me like 10 CDs as well. Ah, yes. So I gotta, CDs I, I haven't even broken. The CDs I haven't even broken the seals on most of them, you know. I haven't even listened to all the vinyl yet, so. Most of the LPs. My, this, you know, we've been trying to do this podcast for a few days. My wife has been deathly ill, which is very unusual. Like, I, we've been together for 30 years. I've never known her to be deathly ill. I, I actually thought I was going to have to record this episode with her, like, laying next to me near death. <laughs> well, well let's, hold on a second. Let's look. When you say well, near, when like you say a, near a death, like, that's just a toted phrase, right? Well, she I couldn't mean, get out of bed. I mean, she was just so sick. Well, it wasn't like emergency room that no, sick, no, though, right? So. Okay, good. So what was it, a she, cold, or she, what? what What was the deal? I don't know. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, she's, she hasn't been tested for anything. She was the only one in the house that we didn't think it had COVID yet. But she was also the one we didn't think would get hit with it so hard. But I, I don't know. It might just be a cold. Some, there's some stuff going around. You know, remember like two years ago when people get sick and yep. no, we there just is thought definitely. they were sick? No, there is definitely something going around. Well, how is she today? Uh, she's up and around a little bit. Good. That's good. I'm glad she's feeling a bit better. It's It, it was it, it's, it was such a bad turn of events because not only was she uh, not feeling well, but our TV went on the fridge. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you got so four kids. Like, that's a disaster, right? She's laying in bed watching her little like Amazon TV thing. Mm-hmm. That's all right, Neil. I fixed her. I went and bought the most ginormous TV. I can't imagine I'll ever have to go to the movie theater again. This thing is, I got a seventy-inch TV. It won't even won't even fit my house barely. Wow. With soundbar and everything, it's like a full theater experience. Damn, all I do so is you went and splashed the cash. What happened? All I do is sit there and watch The Simpsons. <laughs> All right, man. We 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 went off the rails here, didn't we? We were talking about the show. Anyway, my wife's feeling better. I got a new TV. All's all's well and all's well in trauma land. Anyway, I'm sorry. So yes, listen. All right, let's get this thing back on back on track. Let's play a song. Okay. Yeah. Play one of the play something off one of the uh, records that you got, or I will. Um. Well, there was that band that shot a video there. Were you going to play that band? Sure. Yep. I will. Um. So Chicago band. Um. Capgun Heroes. Uh, they just uh, put the new uh, new album. The first album just came out, and they also have a couple of seven inches. And um, they've actually played, I believe, at Siren Records, or at least they recorded their video there for the song "That Girl." So, uh, and they actually mentioned Siren Records in the song. So, uh, I'm gonna play that. This is the Capgun Heroes with "That Girl." <laughs> Fear with that. 
there you go, Capcom Heroes there with that girl. And uh, it's, it's actually a really fun album in that kind of, you know, Ramonesy pop punk kind of kind of vein. I mean, nothing too deep or anything, but and it's a fun video too, which shows Siren Records in all its glory. I actually... So yeah, check that video out. You can see what we're... You know, it's it's a big, it's a pretty big store. It is a big store. It's long. You got lots of stuff yep. in there. It's, it's, it is. They had a, they had a great stock. Um... Not just punk by any means, even though they have a lot of punk. Uh, they have a lot of, you know, just everything, really. And it's it's your classic used record store. Well, not just used stuff, but it's your classic record store. There's stuff everywhere, like just magazines and uh, old magazines, old, like, Mad Magazine, stuff like that. I know Rick bought a bunch yeah, of Yeah, your buddy magazines. Rick bought a yeah. ton of Mad Magazines. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because one thing I did notice is a lot of these places that have classic, a lot of used classic rock stuff, they want a mint for it. Like these, like fifteen dollar Loverboy records and stuff. They had a really the the, the like five dollar class. They had a really nice selection, of like five dollar classic rock records, very reasonably priced. I hate these stores that try to get top dollar for these freaking records that everybody's uncle had in their garage as a kid. You know? Yeah, and that beats a shit. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and the covers are all mangled so, up. So, so yeah, as far as as far as that goes, man, we got like I said, we got to thank Alan. Alan was the the main guy. Uh, Bill and Jen were the owners. Said Jen or Jenny? Jenny, I think. Jenny, I think the it was owners. Jenny. Yep. Yeah, of, of, of uh, Siren Records. Yes, they were fantastic. They were lovely hosts. Very, very great hosts. And a matter, matter of fact, like he pulled out, Bill was showing, I screwed up because I wasn't aggressive like Neil. He, Neil was asking about some of the stuff in his personal collection, and Bill was giving Neil stuff out of his personal collection, at least a couple things. Well, here was the thing. So, it, it was a thing, like I was just saying, there was records, the classic old school record store, right? There's just piles of records on the floor. So. I saw this pile on the floor and I just started going through it. And it was like a lot of the business and uh, Cox Barra and stuff like that. And I found mm. something. I'm like, oh, you know, how much is this? It had an old sticker on it. I'm like, how much is this? You know, I didn't know it was his personal his personal stash or stuff he'd pulled out for his personal stash. But he was kind enough to say, well, you know, it's my personal one. But, you know, if you want it, you can have it. So he was just uh, – Bill just was a super great guy, right? He, he couldn't have been a nicer host. Well, and he had this thing where he's like, you don't sell your personal collection. You only give it away. Yeah, which I wouldn't – I, if I'd known that was his personal stash, I wouldn't have even looked at it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't – and I certainly wouldn't have asked for it. So I, I felt kind of bad about I that. I definitely – you know, if I get over there again sometime, if I get up your way and we got like a long Saturday afternoon, I would definitely drive back over there because it's about an hour. Well, hundred percent. Because also, because one of the cool things is, I, I know I made a joke about it, but with all those bars over there, it's actually a nice place to you do you do an hour of record shopping, and then you go and have a drink for an hour or two, right? It's it's a really relaxing kind of Saturday or something. That would be kind of cool, I think. You know, none of the pretensions of going to Reckless Records and seeing all the I don't know poses on the on Milwaukee Avenue, I guess. Picking up their Adele records. Yep. Yeah. None of that kind of crap. So, and anyways. Adele records. So, okay. So, we got And we, we did talk to Jughead, right? Yeah. That was well, cool too. just let me describe the story again a little bit more. Yep. So, um, Long and Thin, and they have like a they have like a hi fi store at the back. So, yep. um, you walk down into that. And if you, so if you kinda want like to. Kind of like a little L shape. Yeah. yeah kind of like a little L shape. And you go downstairs, and there's like a bunch of like reel to reels and old 70s. Yep. yep. 70s if you want an old amp if you want some speakers if you want a turntable they have a ton of shit back there for you know for your for your uh for your records record player buying needs and um on one of the walls 
tell them about all the Lillington stuff that they have. It's, uh, I guess, the, he, Bill loves the Lillingtons, so they so have... So over the years, Bill has... Be, and he talked about this, and like I said, I'm sure most of you have heard this, but he's become friends with the Lillingtons, the Teenage Bottle Rocket guys, so they have a wall of, like, rare Lillingtons records and stuff. Definitely not what you'd expect in a record store kind of out, in, you know, on the Wisconsin border. Right, in the middle of the country, kind of. Yeah, they have, and they have an old, an old like, drum head, right? And, it's, not, uh... it's not really country. I mean, it's a city of, like, 30,000. They have a downtown. I mean, it's, it's you know, they have Applebee's out in the... See, you, it's, you, it's keep, that... you, keep, you keep saying that. That's the side of it. That's the side of country if they have an Applebee's to me. But, um... Is that right? <laughs> I'm sure Skogie has an Applebee's, Neil. Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? We would have gone, gone to it. They have right? a Buffalo Wild Wings with poor service. We know that for yeah, sure. We, yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, they have a pair of like Converse owned by one of the Lillingtons. They have, you know, all kinds of rare records, all kinds of, you know, banners and stuff and posters. And uh, I don't know. They, and they've played so, so there. So if, you're, if you know? you're like a huge Lillingtons Teenage Bottle Rocket fan, it's worth going over just for that. Yeah, they have a little, a little museum. It's funny because I don't feel like I even began to take the whole place in. That's true. It was so chaotic that I felt that we missed a whole bunch because I always felt like we were kind of under the gun, you know, time-wise, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, and it was nobody's fault but our own, but we just, you know. So, yeah, as far as the actual, like, podcast goes, we, you know, we had Alan come on first and we talked about kind of, because he was there to write a review of the store itself. Mm-hmm, for Goldmine. Yep. So we kind of we kind of went over what that entailed and... uh then we had Bill, the owner, on, who was a funny, a funny guy too. Bill was Bill was a trip to talk to too. That was great. And then his friend Jughead was hanging out from Screeching Weasel, one of my favorite bands of all time. And we talked to him for fifteen or twenty minutes, and he was a total gentleman too. So mellow though that compared to Neil and I yelling, his voice might be a little quiet on the. Yeah. Neil and I were getting pretty deep into the sauce at this point, and the non-drinkers of the room weren't raising their voices nearly as much as we were. Well, here's the thing. So it was difficult to mic as well because I, you, people have probably seen it, but we were sitting at a tiny table, and I tried to put the microphone in the middle, and it was actually in front of Tom, and I was on one side, and our guest was on the other side. So I kept leaning forward to, to, you know, to make sure my, you know, my voice was getting heard. and So it, it was difficult to mic the three people at a uni- at a uniform level kind of thing, right? So well, we just did kinda, the best we could. We did the best we could. What can I say? I tend to have the loudest voice anyway. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so So what else about that? That I think that was about it, but it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, and then our our, our pals, friends for the, the, the DUIs. The DUIs from yeah, Milwaukee from, from Milwaukee. They had yeah. The most technical difficulties I've ever seen in a set that short. But we can't I can't can't once again can't tell you how much we appreciate them coming down to play. It was a lot of fun having those guys to hang around. Half of them were at the bar most of the time. Yep. But uh, I know that like a couple days later they opened for Slob up in Milwaukee. So <laughs> keep an eye on these guys. Loud, obnoxious, punk rock from Milwaukee. Drinking punk from Milwaukee. Yeah. So who were the? So let's give the list of who we want to thank. We want to thank Alan. We want to thank Bill and Jenny. We want to thank the DUIs. We want to thank Jughead, and yep. and we want to thank uh, Rick and uh, my family and so everyone that came yeah, out. Yeah. Anybody who anybody came that came yeah, out. Exactly. Thank you all for coming out because it was fun. Yep, and the episode no. might sound chaotic, but I think that made it even more fun. Because if it was like it's, a live episode and it was just like us talking to each other, that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? Well, it's funny because Carl was it. Carl always says the shortest episodes I always know are going to be the worst, and I don't. I don't think that's true necessarily. But uh, this one is relatively short because we kind of had to keep it moving. But it's fun. Yeah. If it, I think the sound is so overmodulated that if it had been like a two-hour thing, it might have been sort of obnoxious. Um, oh, dude, so, dude, you don't even know the amount of work I went to to make it as good as it was. <laughs> well, I appreciate you too, Neil. I'd like to thank Neil. Thank you. Yes. 
Um, hey, so let, oh, oh, you want to talk about records we got? Well, uh, why don't you play? Uh, uh, yeah, why don't you talk about yours and then and then play something off one of them? How's um, that? if you like. So we got uh, we had we we supposedly and I, I don't, I'm I'm still a little skeptical of this, but we get we actually each got some credit from Goldmine. Yeah, we did. And then and then Alan gave us a bunch of stuff. So I very, actually spent very little of my own money, which was I I was prepared to break the bank. But I got one of the things I got was the last Nobody's record, which came out maybe like seventeen or something. I'm not sure, but I had it on CD previously, but I found it on vinyl. So let's spin a Nobody song. Okay. This is this is from their newest album, Hussy. The song is called "Joe Queer Kicked Me Out." Joking. Nobody's there with Joe Queer kicked me out. Um, remind me again, where are the nobodies from? Uh, Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Was somebody in them that went on to be in another band or something? Or well, they all shared members, and a bunch of them, a bunch of nobodies were in the queers. And okay. And uh, okay, the biggest, the uh, Jeff Palmer was in the nobodies for a while. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I, I knew there was. Yeah. I got. I, I got to start bugging him again to come on because I really like his record this year. Mm-hmm. It's called. It's called. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Charts and Graphs. Mm-hmm. I like this first one, too. His first one was really good. I haven't really listened to that one. I like the Country's Duet album, too. But anyway, I'm going to bug Jeff Palmer. If you know Jeff Palmer, bug him. Tell him we want to talk to him. Heard he's a real live wire. Live wire. We like, we like exactly. a live wire. A real live wire. So, so I got there. Boy, I got that Nobody's Hussy record. I got a beautiful copy of 500 Miles from Memphis' last album, which you guys will – we're going to – we talked to Ryan from my 500 Miles to Memphis recently. Great guy. I think it probably will come on after this episode. Um, great tattoo artwork on the cover. Red, vinyl. Definitely more of a country album than the new one they just put out, which is more of a – more tends more towards the punk. Um, I got – from Allen, I got a Rev Norb and the Onions record. I got – Signed by Rev Norb, I got uh, Smog Town, uh, the Smog Town record, the uh, Fears of the New Wave, um, which I already have, but this one's a slight variant, so that was cool. I appreciate that. 
Um, he actually brought me a neck, an awesome Necros record that I had just found myself. So Neil ended up with that. Yes. So he just loaded us up with stuff. It was like I got a Iron uh, or a Reagan Youth lathe cut seven inch. What else did he? Oh, a bootleg Misfits Halloween orange seven inch. Uh, man, what am I forgetting, Neil? And then uh, at the store, I got uh, a bootleg of the Fixes first single from Lansing, who I love, great hardcore band. I got the Queers Chris Barrows band split seven inch. I got. Uh, I don't remember, but I got so much stuff. I think I got at least ten records hmm. that I brought home for the weekend, and it was it was pretty cool. Like I said, I haven't even been through them all yet. Well, I what'd you get? You got more than I did. I did. So I okay. So there was the stuff that Alan gave me, and then there was the stuff that we did for the gold mine. Uh, fifth, you know, the the amount of uh, credit that gold mine gave us. And, you and, a bunch of stuff and then I then I spent like sixty bucks myself, yeah, on on stuff. So, and I bought uh, the also uh, that was the nice thing about the record store. It wasn't just albums. Like a lot of record stores have almost all albums and a tiny selection of seven inches. But um, Siren Records had a great selection of uh, of punk seven inch records, you know, both old and new. So that was great. So I spent a lot of time looking at the seven inches. So seven inches, I got. Um, I got the Bull Weevils, 88 Fingers, Louis Split. Um, yeah, see, that was another, see, now that was another one from Alan. Yep. I already had it, but that one was signed. It was pretty sweet. I signed by the Bull Weevils, yeah. So, uh, I got that. Um, do, 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 do. So, and then seven inches still, I got, uh, they had a bunch of, so someone must have sold their entire Undertones collection. So I got Undertones, My Perfect Cousin. Undertones, it's going to happen. Undertones, Wednesday week. So those were all seven-inch singles, original English presses. Um, Elvis Costello, any attractions? I don't want to go to Chelsea. Uh, hmm. Let's see. I, so I bought those. Um, then uh, from Alan, he also gave me, he had a Black Dahlia uh, seven-inch. Mm, gentleman Black, yeah. Yeah, well, called Metrosexual Man on a lovely pink. Oh, Metrosexual, okay. Yeah, so, and that was signed by Black, so that was nice. And then Bill gave me a couple of seven inches, which I'd never heard, a band called The Howl. And then there was a Moose Knuckle Revolt uh, split called Go Fuck Yourself, which was nice. So, those were all the seven inches. Um, let's see. So, for albums, uh, Alan gave me, there was a new Reckless Eric, well not new, it's from like 2017 or 2015 I think, and a Reckless Eric album that's signed by Reckless Eric, uh, Doug and the Slugs album called Boots, Braces and a Bad Attitude, I haven't listened to that yet but you told me that's good, right? Yeah, they're from LA, that's cool. Yeah, it's like an Oyet band, right? So. I should have snagged that one and trade, trade you for the Necros. Dang yeah. it. Uh, and then, yeah, and so then I also got the, uh, like Tom was saying, the Necros Conquest for Death. Uh, it's an unofficial release, obviously, not yep. the, not the original good, one. But, uh, but yeah, I got that, so that's great. Um, that was one of those ones where I had actually heard it back in the day, but those were the days when um, I didn't know who it was because it was on a friend that made like a compilation cassette of a bunch of different hardcore stuff he'd taped. So I used to have that on a cassette with like uh, a Misfits live thing and then it went into the Necros album. I didn't even know it was the Necros, so there you go. Uh, okay, so that was the stuff that Alan gave me and then the stuff I bought. I got the um, compilation called When Men Were Men and Sheep Were Scared 
which oh, is... Oh, yeah, you were pretty pretty stoked by yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty rare compilation, and that's the only place that you will find that uh, Van- Vandal's track I played on our Dirty episode, uh, Dachau Cabana. So uh, I was stoked about that. Um, I also found uh, the Wasted Youth um album that was the uh, jackpot records the, one that came out for record, record store, store day yep. but it was like a really good that was like 17 bucks or something like that on so the, was that on black the, or is that green it's green that's yeah. the exact same one i bought for like 25 bucks on record store day son of a bitch yeah so, so yeah 17 bucks wasn't bad so that's that's pretty good um i also bought uh uk subs well fourth real studio album endangered species got that um and then out of <laughs> Out of Bill's private collection, um, I got uh, an English band from the late 70s, early 80s called Dead Man's Shadow. Classic kind of uh, later, like, uh, English punk, kind of early discharge sounding. Um, Their first album called The Four Ps. And then um, they had a store copy of the Capcom Heroes Last Call for Adderall that we were just talking about on Pink. And uh, he was kind enough to give me that, too. Which I was perfectly prepared to pay for, but he may he insisted on giving it to me. So, uh, so yeah, so I made out like a bandit there, right? What was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight albums, and I think eight seven inches. So that was nice. pretty cool. Yeah, and then CDs. So Alan had a bunch of CDs, and so did Bill. So I got a Meteor CD, uh, Bruises, a couple of Vibrators CDs, an Anti-Flag Demo CD. Um, assigned Hepcat CD, a couple of Cadillac Hitmen CDs. So I, I've never even heard of them before. Have you? No, but it sounds like something you'd like. Yeah, and then an album by a band, uh, CD by a band called Death and Taxes, who I'd never heard of before either. So, oh, and I then, also got a bunch. I also got a bunch of CDs, but I don't even remember what they all were. Adolescence, I know, and yeah, that's right. You got an adolescence one, yeah. Um, and then there was the famous uh, signed Taylor Swift CDs he gave to us, right? That might be the biggest. See, I haven't given mine to my daughter yet, but that might end up being the biggest hit of the weekend. Yeah, um, my boss really loves my boss at work. Really loves Taylor Swift, so I gave her that CD, and she was so excited she was actually crying at her desk. So that was pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. So big raise to come or something. Mine is just like prop next to the microwave right now. Oh, so, so your daughter hasn't even seen it yet, even though it's by. No, the I don't know. I might give it to her. I even, I might give it to her like when I really upset her. There you go. Well, it's Christmas is when, coming up, man. When she's really mad at me for something irrational, I'll give her that. Yeah. And she'll say, Dad, you just wrote on this. It's not signed by Taylor Swift. Well, it's inside the shrink wrap. Yeah, so there you, you go. can't even really yeah. cheat it. Yeah. Is true. it on the booklet or is it on the case? It's on the uh, It's on the front cover. Like the booklet that comes in the CD? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a booklet, but yeah. Because... At, least, at least mine was on. I mean, yours might be on the back the back thing i'm not sure no it's on the front okay. and well i just like you know how cds are like when you drop them and like they break the little hinges and then the yep. front plastic cases come off imagine if that was where she signed well she wouldn't, she wouldn't have signed the plastic no way probably no. not no but anyway but yeah that was that was really cool so i'm trying to think i, I don't want to miss anybody duis alan Bill yeah. and Jenny. Jenny and the kids, I guess. Because actually, actually, all the people, all the people at uh, Siren Records were great. There was that guy that was helping us with the sound, doing the microphones and the lights and stuff. He was great. The kids, in, you know, uh, Bill and Jenny's kids were great. Um, the guy that worked at uh, at Siren yeah. Records was great. I think he had a, I think he had a crush on my daughter. Actually, that all was... these guys that we didn't, we didn't 
take note of their name. Yes, they were all great. Yep, yep. No, everyone was everyone was super friendly. I mean, they could have, even the uh, the girl that served us at uh, Epic Deli. She was awesome too. How's that? All right. <laughs> All right, well, should, we, should I play another song? Uh, I will. I'm going to play, um, I was just mentioning Dead Man's Shadow, so I'm okay. going to play a song from that 4Ps album that I got. This one's called When Our Blood Is Spilled. <laughs> shadow there with uh, when our blood is spilled i think that's from like 1981 1982-ish something like that 1983 maybe spooky on expulsion records yeah mm. so then, anyway yeah, so we... so tell them uh, so what did we do after we uh you know we'd been at the we'd been at were there like th- like three hours four hours yeah, something towards, like that definitely getting towards dinner time by the time we were done yeah, and we had a show to go to that night. We had to get downtown to watch. Um... Well, the funny, yeah. So we're so we're we're like an hour from Chicago. Well, we're like an hour from Neil's house. Yeah, and then who knows how far from Chicago because traffic was such a bear. I mean, I remember Alan at one point was like, oh, "I got to get out of here," because he was going to interview Sloppy Seconds down at Reggie's. And he said it was and like two and, and a half like, hours or something. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be like two and a half hours in traffic. He's like, "Well, oh, I guess I'll hang out a little bit." So. So yeah, unfortunately, that gave us more time to go across the street and drink more <laughs> beer, so we're, or or drink whatever we were drinking. So at this point, there's then there's a pretty good group of people, mostly your your family and friends, and yep. and uh, you and Scott, Scott and I, of course, yep. and and we're still an hour from you. Yeah, it was, at this point, it was not looking too good, but eventually we did make our way back to your place, make our way down to Chicago. That was a, hold on, second. hold on, I don't I don't want to go past that. That was a nice little bar, right? Do you remember the name of it? I do not. 
It was. I mean, it was for a little. It looked from the outside. I mean, it's literally light, right across the street from from Saturn Records. So. Yeah, I mean, it, from the outside, it looked like a hole in the wall, but it was actually really nice inside, and well, man, they the served some the fancy ass drinks. Holes in the walls are the best. But the, but it was. That's what I'm saying. No, it wasn't because they served some fancy ass drinks. Wasn't Rick getting like an old fashioned that was like smoked in a box or some shit? It was pretty crazy. <laughs> And then he got some. Yeah. And then he got a like a, a whiskey a flight, flight which he which yeah. he he got a whiskey flight, and then like two shots of Malort and just threw him down. He's a crazy man. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know what the name of the bar was, Neil. I'd love, I'd love to tell you, but All and, right. so by the time we got to Reggie's, boy, the parking down there's a nightmare. Everything down there's a nightmare, and that's not even like downtown, you know? Right. It's south. Yeah. Well, no, it's not south south side. It's like it's the south side of downtown. Yeah. It's, not two, the yeah, south it's, side it's like, like two thousand south or something like that, right? It's not like the yeah. south side where they're shooting each other every ten seconds. Right. Um, so, so this, we is, a, this is about uh, this is about eight o'clock by this time, right? We, we totally we missed there. the first. We totally missed the first two bands. Yeah, we did. Do you remember who they were that we missed? Uh, Evil Engine was one of them. Okay. And then I don't even remember. It was supposed to be. Vacation Bible School, but I think they dropped off at the last minute. I don't know. You know, unfortunately, we did catch one of the opening bands, and and it was pretty awful. They were. I, I tell you what, man. I've obviously been going to shows since '78, seen a lot of bad opening bands in my time. These people might have been the worst. One of the definitely top five worst opening bands I have ever seen. <laughs> so, um, so I have to. I almost have to apologize here, part because well, and it's funny. So the band that played was from Detroit. The the band that played last before Sloppy went on was from Detroit, and they were called um, Downtown Brown. Downtown Brown, right. So their last album was put out. It was called Cal Florida, and it was put out by our pal Matt Swisher from the Record Farm slash Failure Records and Tapes. And I got to say, I enjoyed the record. It was a little all over the place, but I thought it was pretty solid. But I got to tell you, I did not enjoy seeing these guys live at all. It was. It was. God it awful. was awful. It was awful. It was like that awful, like, uh, funk punk kind of thing, and they were dressed in wacky costumes and having all kinds I'd of wacky. Like funk I'd say more like funk metal. <laughs> all right, yeah, funk metal. Okay, um, and doing all kinds of, you know, like I said, one was dressed as a banana, one was dressed. They were all they were dressed, dressed like a banana, except wacky. for the saxophone Jesus. player who was dressed as some sort of a Girl. fairy or something. I don't know. Yes, it was. And uh, the saxophone player had very little to do. So he just sort of minced around. It was not. Uh... <laughs> Can you say minced these days? <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine these guys like opening for Cox Bar. They're just all like all these big burly, like very hetero guys standing around watching. Yeah, watching they might. This, yeah, they might get. Uh, they might get bottled off the stage if they try to pull uh, shit I, in I, England. I, 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 and like I said, I, I mostly enjoyed their last record. It was not necessarily perfectly my wheelhouse, but it was. But yeah, they were all just like bananas. They. It just, man, it was not good. I, I, and maybe it just didn't strike us right. Maybe there's a mood where that band would work, but it did not work waiting for Sloppy Seconds to play. I've never seen Scott get so angry. I thought Scott was going to go down and assault them on stage, to be honest. Uh, Scott has kind of gone the same way you've gone, Neil. He's pretty much <laughs> zero to 100 on anger in like one second. So <laughs> You should have seen him the next night when we when we were getting into the venue. I thought he was going to lose his cool. I'm like, listen, dude, it's not these people making $12 an hour's fault that you're having all these problems getting in. Just chillax. Yeah, that was good. That was good to say. But, but Reg, yeah. the thing with Reggie's, the thing I got to say about Reggie's is it was awesome. There was, I mean, a lot of people are going to be totally turned off by this, but there was really no, it felt like a normal show. There was really no COVID stuff. Yeah, which is which, unusual like said, for Chicago. Unusual for Chicago, right? 
And I don't want to get Reggie's in trouble. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, because they're in the city limits. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to have some protocols. Yeah, they didn't. because Chicago does. Chicago has a mask mandate if you're inside. And, uh, yeah, Reggie's couldn't have given a rat's ass, which was, which was great. Well, and it was, and like I said, I know that's not for everybody. Not, and some people aren't going to be comfortable with that. And, you know, that's, you know, it is what it is. Um, so what, uh, what'd you think of the show, Neil? I mean, you, you used your very first time seeing Sloppy Seconds. It was, and I'm certainly not as familiar with you, uh, with them as you are, obviously. I mean, Jesus, my first time seeing them and I only got introduced to them through you. Um, I really liked them. I'd have liked it if they'd played, uh, more stuff that I knew, but of course, who who wouldn't, right? Because there was a lot of stuff that they played. I I didn't I didn't know what it was. But the nice thing about Sloppy is, um, it might be you might be hearing a song for the first time, but by the time they hit the chorus, you know, for the second time, you pretty much can sing along anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was good. It was good. I mean, they put on a they put on a fun show. I mean, BA is great. Um, took his shirt off, did all that crazy stuff and uh it was no it was a, it was a really fun show now what did you think of the crowd were you disappointed with the number of people there it definitely wasn't as full as i imagined it to be I would, i'm gonna guess it was maybe half full that place holds 500 yeah i'd say there was more than 200 but not 300 that would be my guess maybe 250 225 yeah i just said about um, i just said about 200 something like that as well yeah because it's tough to it, say. It, it's, it's tough it was, to say because of that upstairs. You know, there might have been 30, 40 people upstairs. You never know. Well, I mean, it was it was respectable. It wasn't like there wasn't anybody there. You know right. what I mean? It wasn't yeah, yeah. like 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 it felt like it was empty. But there was a lot of room to mill around. But I've been in that room when it, there's five hundred in there, and it's miserable. Yeah. You don't want it to be too full. But yeah, there wasn't there wasn't as many people as I imagined. But I think you know, there's I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's playing now. There's shows all over the place. So there's a lot more. Well, plus, um, and plus like, like we were saying, it was pissing down all day. So if you had to drive from one of these far west suburbs or something, that might not have been a trip that you fancied making. You might just have canceled, you know. Well, I know, I know, like Sloppy played in Detroit the night before, and that same night, like Suicide Machines, who are a huge draw in Detroit, were playing like a free show or something. It's like, man, that sucks, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's a huge. I mean, there's definitely some crossover between those two bands. They're not really the same style, but. I don't know. So the highlight, the highlight of the show for me, and it was kind of a low light, really, was at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the set. Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm standing right at the rail. I'm standing right at the front. NBA hands the microphone to me for some reason and then wanders off the stage. I'm well, not, he says, here, Neil, here, Neil. And I don't even think you even looked up. I don't think it even registered with you. I, would, I, I didn't know he knew my name. And so, well, he, it's funny because you had never met, but he obviously, you know, he 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 had seen you enough or whatever. He knew who you were. So he because we me, didn't talk to any of them. I'm trying to think. We barely. Well, we might have talked to a couple of them before the show, but anyway. Yeah. yeah so he gives me the mic, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to be singing into it? Am I supposed to do something with it? So I don't know. So I gave it to one of the the feral crowd who were like. Oh. Well, actually, he just kind of came over and grabbed it. Really, I mean, you didn't really give it to him as much as he just came and grabbed it, right? Right. Kind of. Yeah. 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 So I mean, obviously, there was a bunch of the friends who were like really into it and dancing around and dropping beer on you apparently um yeah. right yeah, i was uh, right at the edge of the mosh pit the worst possible place to yeah, stand assholes in hawaiian shirts um but anyway one of those guys grabbed the microphone off me and then little did i know 30 seconds later ba shows from around the state comes out into the crowd and wants the microphone back tap me on the shoulder and i'm like oh i'm <laughs> i gave it, I gave up, it to so. this, this other group yeah i gave it to he this asshole it over there sorry well, it's about funny that we talked to him after the show, and he's like, he's like, well, I do that all the time. I'm like, B.A., I've seen you guys like 15 times in the last 10 years. I've never seen you do that. 
Yeah, I mean, if I'd known, I'd have held onto the microphone for him and uh, and said something about Punk Till I Die to the crowd. That would have been, <laughs> you know, I, you I could have I could have introduced us to uh, to everybody there, but uh, I didn't know that was happening. So, uh, so Neil yeah. had one job as usual. Neil had one job, and I failed. Yeah, failed, failed miserably. Well, listen, man. All right, I'm gonna. I'm going to okay, any other thoughts on that Friday night show? No, just the fact that man, as long as it took us to get down there, we we got home in like 20 minutes, didn't we? Getting yeah. home was a piece of cake. Anyway, so that was that show. So play play something. All right, we're going to play. Okay, so we're debating. So the queers are doing a two-night stand down there in December. And we were debating whether or not to go, but now our pal Susie Moon has got added to the bill. Yep. So I gotta say, it's really tempted to go down there. So I'm gonna play. I'm actually gonna play a queer song. So I played a nobody song that referenced the queers. Now I'm gonna play a queer song. This is "Beat Your Heart Out." I know you like a ton of bricks. You didn't stand a chance. Now you run and tell all your friends Say you want romance You say you love me but I just don't care I never spy when you make up your hair I got this feeling I just can't compare Oh baby, beat, beat, beat your heart out Beat, beat, beat your heart out Beat, beat, beat your heart out Cause I'm in love Cause I'm in love Yeah, go on, I'm stuck in the picture I wish you'd go away You think you're good, but you're just a victim You got nothing to say Hey girl, think you're so slick Don't turn around and give me the lip Cause you're the one I'm on air Oh baby, beat, beat, beat your heart out Beat, beat beat your heart out so that was on that single that seven inch that i bought with a split with a chris barrows band with a who band chris chris, chris barrows band chris chris barrows is a singer from pink lincoln's okay uh it's on rad it's on rad girlfriend and that's uh that song was on that so it's not like i'm completely going off the rails here so. excellent stuff okay so that was it so um so yeah so you guys uh stayed overnight at a hotel in skokie and then uh the next morning we woke up and uh had lunch at uh a woefully understaffed Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Well, the thing the thing is, we were going to go to a local joint, a more local joint, but they didn't have, the kitchen didn't open until one, and we wanted to get on the road. So the only place we could maybe watch the the game because it was the big Michigan Michigan State game, which I don't really give a rat's ass about, but Scott likes. Um, 
So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and there was plenty of football. Plenty of football, and uh, you know, and more waitresses. The food was good. I mean, the food was good. Was we just, we just yeah. had to wait for a while for it, right? So, uh, yeah. so we had lunch there and had some drinks and stuff, and then you guys set off for your next adventure. So it's now it's all you, T. Well, so we shut down to Indianapolis. Um, we stayed right downtown. We stayed like within stumbling distance of the half a mile, I think, of the venue. So for those that don't know, how how far of a drive is it from Chicago uh, to Indianapolis? Three f- hours, 15 minutes, three and a half hours, maybe. Oh, so how was, how was getting through the city, by the way? I meant to ask you that. Because the city, yeah, driving Horrible. through the I city cursed, on a Saturday cursed, afternoon is a nightmare. I cursed, I cursed your name many times. <laughs> Thanks for that. Like, if we would have been staying on the south side, we would have cut an hour off that trip, at least. Probably, it probably took, cost us an hour. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee no matter what time you're going through Chicago, unless it's like five in the morning, it's going to take you an hour to get through the city. Well, no, but when we stay down in Chinatown, you're already south of the city. Right, yeah. You just jump on the highway and go. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, it it was fine. We uh, So we got down to Indy. It was, uh, was, I don't know, it was probably... Five o'clock, six o'clock. So it was no, it was like six thirty or something. I don't remember what I don't remember what time it was, but we were eager to get drinking. I know that. So we uh, checked into the hotel and we wandered over to where the venue was, and we found this giant German place, Neil. Hmm. And uh, so we went there and had a few drinks. Oktoberfest and everything, right? Had a slice of pizza. Yeah, it was cool. The band playing was horrible, but it was it was cool. Um, the venue that it was at is called the Old National Center, and it was originally called like the Murat Center or something. It was built by the Shriners, believe it or not. Hmm. You know, like those guys with the funny hats and the little yeah, cars yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So the venue itself was super cool because it was old-fashioned. I can't imagine this place is like American with Disability Act approved because there's stairs all over the place. you got to go upstairs and go piss. you got to go upstairs to the venue, downstairs to the venue. So have, um, you, have you been to this venue before? I never have. And if Scott has his way, we never will. <laughs> so, so how 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 big is it? So as easy as Reggie's was. Well, so the room that Sloppy played in was nine hundred. Oh wow! And big they one. had over five there, between oh. five and six. Oh, well, it was a nice crowd. Well, it's a nice hometown gig for them though, right? Because they're from Indy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Halloween, you know, it was the night before Halloween. It was Devil's Night, night before Halloween. So there was a lot of uh, a lot of buzz. You know, it was a good. Uh, Were there any assholes was... dressed as bananas? Um, not that I saw. Okay, good. But once again, we get there so late, you know, because we're out drinking and screwing around and whatnot. So we missed the first two bands. And no, 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 that's not true. We just missed the first band. Okay, so and tell me. So I have to ask my 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 brother in rage, uh, Scott. What was he getting so? Uh, what did he get well, so, so raised about? So here's the thing. So when you add, so when you got a big corporate venue, and then you add all the COVID stuff, it's just the lines and and getting into things becomes such a pain in the neck. So we walk up, and there's this huge line to get in. I mean, it looks like we're trying to get on a roller coaster or something. But there was this bigger band playing in a bigger room there called uh, Bleachers. Was the name of the band? Bleachers? Bleachers is the name of the band. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Good God. Really? But the the funny thing is, too, once you get in there, like, there's no tickets to get in the individual rooms. Like, we could have went and watched Bleachers. (laughs) Which was a sold-out show, and maybe oh. I don't know. Maybe some of them trickled over to see Sloppy. I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Bleach, really? Bleachers? That's the name of the band. Sold out the big room. Are, th- are they fucking some kind of '80s cover band or something? What? I've no, never dude, heard they're a newer them. band. They have they have one hit song called "I Want to Get Better" that I'd heard. It sucks. Huh. Wow. But anyway, so, so oh hold yeah, on, we, hold uh, on, hold on! I'm looking them up right now. Bleacher's pop music was heavily influenced by the late '80s, early '90s, and the high school-based films of John Hughes. Oh Jesus! Really? That's what it says. Wow! I would kill my press person if that—that's what it said about my band. Yep. 
Wow. I guess I'm really out of it because I've never even heard of these fuckers. Just be glad. Just be glad you're out of it. But anyway, so and, and we, we had been told earlier because I had a couple friends that were inside that we didn't have to wait in line. But now all the doors for both venues had opened, so we would have had to wait in line. So we actually went around to a different entrance, and we got in. So here's here's the system. It's like it's like okay. So first you have to show your COVID stuff and your ID so that you can get like a health check, right? Mm-hmm. So we do that, and then you got to go in. And this place had a metal detector. Oh fuck! And so I go to one. Scott goes to the other one on the other side. I'm like, dude. Both the tickets are on my phone. So he goes through one metal detector. I go through the other. And then they made him go back through again. <laughs> oh, God. Because he didn't have his ticket. Yeah. Because I had his ticket. And mm. so we finally scanned those. And then we get through it. And if you want to drink, you have to show your ID again. Oh, Jesus. I mean, he was just losing his mind. I'm like, dude. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't. I, and I'm just like, you know, and once we got in there, it was fine. Oh, and then, oh, here's the other thing that made him insane. Yeah. So we go, so of course, being us, we go to the first bar we see, right? Yep. And it's like ballpark prices. It's $11 for a 24-ounce beer. Oh, good God. Whatever, right? Scott's like, give me two. I, we, I pointed, I said, what's the price difference between that and that? And it was Miller Lite and, and PBR is the same price, $11. I'm like, he's like, all right, we'll take two Miller Lights. And he pulls out his wallet. Oh, it's credit only. Ah. <laughs> And this has happened to us before. So he doesn't like to use his credit card because he's had his identity stolen a couple times. Yeah. So I, I pull out my, my credit card and, yeah, put it on there. And then we there was one bar in the entire place where the guy could take cash. So we always went to that same bar after that, which is amazing, isn't it? Was this guy had to be, like, registered with the state or something. Motherfucker. <laughs> God. I'm, in, I'm with Scott. Talk about making it inconvenient for people to get into your, see your band and buy stuff well, Jesus. yeah and, and that and that was it right and like so once we got in there was fine and once we knew we could only use that one bartender it was fine but it was like i mean what a great country man you're trying to get money away and nobody will take it i mean that's yeah. the point we've got here, yeah. right yeah I don't know. they have people out taking cash the legal tender of the country and they won't take it that's great oh so yeah so friday night we were pretty much right on the rail watching sloppy play at, at reggie's and then we definitely stood more in the middle on saturday night it was great fun great show they it's one thing I will say. I saw them three times this little week tour, and they did different encore every night, which was cool. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the, but it, it was a great show. I mean, I, I have no complaints about the show. We missed the first band entirely, which was Covert Flops, which are a pretty cool band. I will play a song by them in a minute. Um, we caught Public Animal Number Nine, which is a bunch of old geezers doing like a full old school Alice Cooper tribute. Oh, interesting. They were okay. Okay. And then we saw uh, our pal Rich and gay black, gay black Republican. We actually saw their whole set, which it's funny because I'd seen them before and thought, eh, they were all right. But I thought they were actually, they were really on fire this night. They were actually really good. Did you speak to him? I did not. Okay. I did a couple months ago when Jake and I were in Indy. Oh, for the Zero Boys? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I met him. I just did not this time. I thought about it. I saw him in the crowd and I just, because it was, so we actually had a couple listeners that, uh, I met at that show. Oh, okay. Um, so I got I got to mention their names. So uh, one of them is Ricky Adams. He's been with us from the beginning. He's from the Cincinnati area. Yeah. Good old Ricky, Ricky was on our episode number one hundred, and uh, he's been a great fan to us. So shout out to Ricky. And the other one is Joe Joe Bossy, and he's from Tennessee. I thought he was from Georgia, but he's from Tennessee, and he drove like four hundred something miles up to that show. Jesus. Yeah, and uh, 
he's a truck driver. I know he's been over my way occasionally, but he, uh, but yeah, so it was pretty cool to get to meet those guys. Actually. It's so funny when we meet people, isn't it Neil? Because like people have been listening to us for a long time. It's like, we've known them forever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like you slide right into the conversation. There's almost no, no like awkwardness. And that's the way it was both these guys. It was real cool. It was cool. Cool meeting both of them. So that I, I, you know, in hindsight, I maybe should have skipped going all the way down there for that show, but just for that reason, I thought it was fun. And watching Scott have a freaking heart attack. <laughs> well done, Scott. Love you. Yes. Yes. Uh, um. So okay. So you stayed overnight in Indy, and then yep. you drove. I gotta tell you, as much as as much as I was sort of prevented from drinking too much on Friday night by a, a certain friend of mine who kind of threw me under the bus at the last minute <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i skipped that part where we told the story yeah <laughs> right story. yeah but we made up for it on saturday you know, if it makes you feel any better that's good our livers our yeah. livers were blackened i was thinking of your health mate i was thinking of your yeah, health. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. but it was uh yeah we were it got pretty one of those barely don't really remember the end of the night kind of situations were you wandering around the hotel again in your underpants i don't think so <laughs> i do not i don't think i did that which was good because this place it was right downtown it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, oh, it wasn't, oh, yeah, I meant to ask. So after the sloppy show, did you go to that punk rock night at that? Uh, that no, we didn't. You, you didn't, know, okay. it would have been pretty good cab ride or Uber ride. So we we just, there was enough stuff in the neighborhood. Okay. There was, the neighborhood we were in had a lot of bars and stuff. So we just kind of wandered around and go hit the bars down there. Okay. Unfortunately, we couldn't really find, we went into this one. The bouncer was like, dude, you guys want this place down the road here. And, and he's like, and Scott looks up his phone. It's like a mile away. It's like, yeah, we're just going to go in here. So we're end up in these bars because they're all, they're doing their Halloween parties and stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Lots of any good costumes. See any good, uh, oh, dude. So slutty. So sl- slutty. Slutty nurse. Slutty. Yeah. Slutty cheerleader. seconds. Yeah. Slutty seconds. Exactly. Very good. <laughs> slutty nuns. Slutty demon chicks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were definitely way too old. We were definitely like the age of the parents of most of the kids that were out drinking. Fun yeah. an Irish place. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was fun. It was definitely like I said, got a little blurry. Was it just the two yeah. of you, or did Ricky Adams go out with you too? No, Ricky had to go back to. He was camping with his family or something, and, and oh dear, that, that yeah. So no, it's just Scott and I. But it's okay. pretty typical. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we get up. Yeah, yeah. So no, that was that went went real well actually. So I'll tell you what. Let's uh. I'm gonna play a covert flop song, even though I didn't get to see them play. Okay, because yeah, I did ahead. buy their I did buy their seven inch. They have this seven inch that has two songs on it, and both songs are about episodes of The Twilight Zone. Okay, excellent. So this is called this is covert flops, The Midnight Sun. This is the eve of the end, because even at midnight, it's high noon, the hottest day in history, and you're about to spend it in the Twilight Zone. Hell 
the midnight sun. Covert flops there with uh, the midnight sun. Yeah. So I know we've talked about this before. You know, it's funny, Neil. I was gonna, I'm gonna, I was gonna bring this up. We we just had our like second anniversary as a podcast. That's right, we did. Well, holy and shit, we look did at us. Absolutely yeah. no hoopla. I see all these people like, oh, the one year anniversary or the two year anniversary. I'm like, we don't even. We just we're so focused on just going full speed ahead. Yep, that's true. Well, no, uh, we and, even, well and I find it funny too that some people will be like, oh, it's our one year anniversary, and they've done like ten episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, or, or the fact of the matter is, it's a one year anniversary. We don't even know like the exact date. I mean, maybe we could go look on iTunes or something, and it would tell us the exact date that the first one went up. But I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I mean, it I was could... October of October of nineteen, right? Yeah, it was October of nineteen. Yeah, when we recorded it. Well, no, it was. It might have been earlier than that because Halloween of nineteen was when I went to fest. And that was like episode okay, but four I think it was like or early October, but I think that was like our third or fourth episode, yeah. Yeah, so it was probably like early October, yeah, 2019. Well, it's funny. There were two years in. You'd think we'd be on somewhat of a more regular schedule. We're still not. We just still sort of fly by the seat of our pants. Which is probably what people, I think, kind of like that. We keep people guessing, right? We keep them on the toes. That's true. Yeah. Keep guessing whether what I'm saying when my microphone drops. Or... <laughs> haven't had one of those in a while, so that's good. Or which, um, which you know, marginalized group Neil's going to lash out at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into that with Lydia again last night. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, my daughters, man! I love to fight with my daughters. Yeah. That's why I've been hanging out with my, apparently, out with my sons lately. Apparently, I'm transphobic. Uh, <laughs> That's what I got told. I'm like, why do they need my approval? Just do, well, what, exactly. just well, do what you want to do. Too. Yeah, just do what you want to do. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Anyway. Um. So yeah, we're, we're we're definitely we're definitely closer to Dave Chappelle than we are, uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire around here. All right. So. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> dead, dead old white dude yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> dead old white dude that's what we like <laughs> yeah. all right anyway so yeah so we 
so I, I think I, I know I mentioned this because we've been doing this for a couple of years. But we always have a big Halloween party here. We got a great trick or treating neighborhood. And luckily, I wasn't around to help my wife with any of the preparation at all. So we, but we did get out of there on Sunday morning, which is Halloween, and haul home. Mm-hmm. Which is how long so we, for Indy? How, how long to take it? Uh, a little over four. Okay. Four four and a half hours. Yep. No, nothing for us native Midwesterners, Neil. Yeah. Just so, a little hop, skip, and a jump. So stop complaining then. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, so you, you know, this sloppy tour. I think they did six shows. In a perfect world, we probably could have went to all of them, but some of the drives were really long. Like, they were going from Indianapolis up to Green Bay, which is a long drive. Yeah. Especially for a couple of hungover dogs like Scott and I. Yeah. So, yeah, we um, – and they were playing the our, the X-Ray Arcade on Monday, our favorite venue, with our boys at the DUI. So that would have been cool, too. Uh, but at the last minute, they added a Grand Rapids show. Oh, the which, your, your hometown, yeah. We never – I never, ever thought they'd play GR again because – well, the last one was broke up by cops, and there's really not – we don't draw a good crowd for those older kind of punk rock bands. Mm-hmm. There's like 80 of us that go to all those shows. So, wh- but so to, to, to get the push from like 80 to 100 is pretty difficult. So what did they play in Grand Rapids? I mean I've been to four or five of the places where bands would play now with you that, that drunken Saturday. So where did they end up playing? Uh, they played at a place called The Intersection, which is a big venue in town, but it has like four separate rooms. Okay, I know that. That's that's by that brewery, yep, right? Yeah, right downtown by Founders. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. I remember the they building. Played, yeah. They played a small room in the front that holds about 500. Okay. And how did they um, How many people? Uh, I'm going to guess 100. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. to me, was the point where what I'd hoped for. Yeah. It was a Tuesday night. Um so we had talked to them, of course, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty friendly with them. And we talked to them and said, Hey, when you get to get to town, give us a yell and we'll go grab some pizza or something. We, you know, I had this vision in my head of taking them out to dinner or whatever, but mm-hmm. so they called us and we got, we had got to the venue super early, like quarter to six. Like they were still, they weren't, doors weren't even open yet. They were just setting up and, and, uh, unfortunately their merch guy wasn't able to come with them. So they had, they couldn't really all leave, but, uh, he said, Hey, we're going to go set up, we're going to set up shop at this bar across the street called the tin can. So Scott and I went over there, we opened a couple, a couple tabs, got some food, started drinking and they, three of the four of them eventually trickled over there. So we were able to have some drinks and was, have some food and stuff. Was BA over there? But BA was the one who didn't come over. Oh, and bummer. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. BA is always kind of does the merch when the merch guy isn't there. Okay. Because he's the one everybody wants to sign stuff and all that. Sure, Plus, yeah, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't get around too well. He's got some he's get, he's got some knee his knees hurt. Mm-hmm. So for him walking around a couple blocks is not really a, a you know his favorite thing to do. But you the other get, three guys you, all came over. You could have given him a piggyback. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, did I it's go one, to the t- I didn't go to the tin can, did I? No, you know the tin cans. <laughs> it's a little chain started out of Lansing. It's a frat boy bar. Oh, but it's it's like a great happy hour bar but like you don't want to go there after like dark gotcha yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I, mean? I know the kind of place yeah great specials great drinks the food's fine but yeah you don't want to go there like at night you'll my my son who's 22 is like yeah that place feels too young for me hmm. you know i mean it's just really really young guys getting really really drunk yeah 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 which you know i like to hang out with the really really old guys getting just sort of drunk <laughs> Yeah, that's getting getting and you've been get, getting bars. drunk and belligerent. Yeah, you've been to those bars in my town too, where the old guys just sit and drink their lives away. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, it's my but favorite it was, thing so to do. So it was pretty cool. So we got we got some good hang time with the guys, and then uh, I you know I I got a test pressing of their live album from Matt from Failure, 
because I helped with the PR on it. And I've always been meaning to get it signed. So I got the sleeve signed by all four of them, which is really cool. And uh, Bo said, hey, we're going to, when we do our last few songs, we want you guys to come on stage with us. Oh, shit. Wow. And sing, which is cool. And so, yeah, we went up there for like the last three songs, Scott and I did and sang along. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I took some pictures from the stage. You know, the thing is, it, it kind of reminded me, Neil, because like when you're younger, you, we go to punk shows, like a lot of times they didn't even barely have a stage, right? Right, 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 yeah. So if like, oh, like I know this song, so you just go up and just start singing the microphone, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, did, I don't know if you did that, but we always did that. We I, did that I did that. I did that with singing. SNFU once, yeah. The first, the, actually, the only time yeah. I saw SNFU, yeah, did that. So it sort of triggered this like, early like punk thing for me like we used to do that all the time and man you know anymore especially at, like these corporate venues they'll smash you over the head with a bill oh yeah <laughs> so, yeah the fucking bounces at house of blues would shoot you yeah it was tasier yeah but uh so that was so that was a lot of fun it was real good to see see all the guys you know and i did see a couple of old punk rockers from gr that i don't see very often which is always a treat too honestly oh hold and on a second was... hold on a second hold on a second was the uh was the dress up guy with his metal cod piece was he there he was not there oh damn it <laughs> well it's funny because there was a couple people there that i expected to see i didn't and one of them i okay so i know for a fact that a guy who i think he still listens to us he lives over by me his name is rob i, I met him for the first time he was right up at the rail Oh, cool. And I'm like, I think, I think I recognize this guy, but I'm not sure. And I yelled at him when he was leaving, and it was him. So anyway, shout out to Rob. Hey, did um, anybody get any photos of you singing on stage? Because we need to post those on the group on the page. I don't know if – because so my Uncle Marv, who you met when you were here. Yeah, yeah. He came with us. But he had a good time too. I bet. He might have had a better time than I did. Well, Scott drove, so I had a pretty good time too. <laughs> By which, but, he means, uh, by which he means by which he means he got really drunk. That's what I drank a bunch of PBRs. I didn't get really drunk, but I drank a bunch of PBRs, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but that that was fun. It was a great way to end the. T- you know, it's one of those things where we got done. We're like, you know what? If that's it, if we never, if if it, if we never see him again, that was an awesome way to end it. Now I hope that that's not the case. Matter of fact, they gave us a hint where they're headed next year, and uh, you know, we'll see what we can do about heading down that way. So. Oh, okay. Um, that was cryptic. <laughs> well it's it's one of those things they're not going to be they're not playing it doesn't sound like they're going to be playing anywhere drivable next year so are, are they going to record anything new because it's been what like five years since they released an album uh it's been like 13 years yeah oh jesus christ years. that long okay so it's getting social distortion length okay well it's funny because i always you know i i love screeching weasel and i love sloppy seconds and the two bands couldn't be more diametrically opposed in a lot of ways because sloppy seconds has had one membership change in like third like almost 40 years mm-hmm the guitar player. That's it. One yeah. guitar player swapped out. And Screeching Weasel hasn't had has just gone through like fifty members, but they've made like twenty albums. Sloppy Seconds, on the other hand, has had five members and they only made like four albums. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's weird, right? Um, but they I believe that they are currently working on some material now. I don't know what'll come of that. I can't imagine what it's not like there's some big economic advantage to having a new album at this point. Right. Well it's I just, mean, it would, it's it just almost cool, speed. but I I think there is a thought of that there could be another album i mean it's just like the proving you're still a real band though right instead of it just being a nostalgia yeah. act kind of thing yeah, i mean true. that's that's writing new stuff right that's you know, some make... of those oh man the, the you know the i want him dead and can't kill joey ramon and it's just it's just so good it's some of the best sing-along some of the best sing-along music of all time well tom how about the songs how about the song human waste 
You're leading me into my next. I song. am. God damn it! That was supposed to be a smooth segue, and you you didn't catch it's on. It's super smooth. Well, it's, I, I hope I, I don't know which version you found, but they actually did the acapella version when we saw them live, which is great. Great sing along. So this is Sloppy Seconds. This was not 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 on any of their proper studio albums, but this is definitely one of the more popular. I think it might have been on their first seven inch or something, but definitely one of the most fan favorite Sloppy Seconds songs. This is Human Waste. Sloppy seconds there with human waste. And I'll tell you what, um, when I look at our spreadsheet of all the songs we've ever played on the show, I think sloppy seconds are probably number one with a bullet for the amount of songs that we've that we've played. Well, BA's been on twice. Yeah, he's been on twice, and I'd swear we've probably played 12 probably sloppy seconds Well, it's songs. funny because I try to pick one that I hadn't played before, but it's yeah. hard to remember. Yeah. Same thing with the nobodies. I'm like, what song have I played? Not play? I can't remember what I played or haven't played. Yeah. All right, so you saw them three times in the space of, what, five days? Well, Friday, Saturday. Yep, five days. Oh, it was Friday, yeah. Sorry, I, actually Friday. Saw four, yeah. I actually saw them four times this year, which is a personal record. We've seen them three times in a year before. Now, where was the fourth one? Uh, when we were in Maryland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 of course. Yep. The famous, yep. the famous uh, <clears throat> sleep talking. Yes, yes, yes. Not that you can remember much about that, that, uh, exactly. that trip, but uh, apart from the fact that you really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, it was great fun. Hope to yeah. go back next year, back to coal country. So anyway, so you made it back. You made it back to your household, and then uh, your lovely wife got uh, got deathly ill. So that's why we're 
kind of late recording this episode, right? Yep. Like I said, I was prepared to record while she laid here moaning. Yeah. Um, maybe you brought something back from your wild weekend of... Nah, I think it was already started. It was already started, I think, before that. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know exactly what it is. Nobody else in the house is sick. And the thing is, I'm not afraid to admit that my wife is the cog that the wheel runs around. Like, I can keep the house going for a few days, but eventually everything will divulge into anarchy if she doesn't get better. (laughs) Well, now, how about... I mean, right now I have... I told you I had this giant TV just, like, sitting in the corner of the room. Like, the old stand from the old TV is, like, in the middle of the room. There's Halloween candy wrappers. It's just... It's it's not good, man. It's not good at all. Now, how about feeding the kids? What do you do when when the wife's sick? I'm I'm a pretty good cook. I don't mind doing that. Oh, you don't? You don't just, like, order pizza out or something like that? Because that's what I do when Lydia comes over here. We just go to Portillo's. I mean, I do this sometimes. (laughs) So, like, next weekend my wife's going on, like, one of these shopping expeditions with her girlfriends mm-hmm. like i probably won't do much cooking yeah it'd be like pizza chinese you know like that, that chinese place by you is excellent i have to say it is you're lucky if you can get if you got a good chinese by you that's uh that's that's a bonus and you guys do well, you have a great chinese place last night my son and i went to the new brewery slash barbecue place in town which was pretty decent too oh we're, 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 whereabouts is that is that in the middle just of the down by the highway it's just like a new new place huh interesting it's called it's called the coopersville brewery and one-eyed pete's barbecue one-eyed pete okay yeah this is kind of a penis sounding name isn't it one yeah yeah that's it now that you mentioned it yes last time yes, i asked is. a woman if she wanted to see my one-eyed pete i was slapped very hard. <laughs> yeah oh boy this so it's funny it's funny my, I mean, you know my life is you know it's I, once in a while i'm struck by the irony that is my life or the sort of duality that is my life because i remember you know i'd go see like uh my daughter, my my older daughter was always in the choir, you know, so I'd go see, and she was really, she could sing like an angel, you know, I'd go see her do some amazing show, and then like two hours later, I'd be watching Corrosion and Conformity and drinking PBR, you know, <laughs> so this, this weekend, you know, I went and saw Slobby Seconds three times in a week, and then last night, my younger daughter is doing backstage production at the high school play, so I went and saw my son and I, and went to dinner, and we went and saw One Stoplight Town, which is this... You know, the high school production. So I, I definitely have my foot in at least a couple of different worlds, which I'm sure the vast majority of people who listen to us do, right? Like, we love to go out and run around and do crazy punk rock stuff, but we also have to do, like, you know. Family stuff, yeah. Work stuff, family stuff, everything else, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't change a thing. No, that's that's cool. So uh, other than you know maybe other than maybe like have ten million dollars in the bank and not have to go to work, but I wouldn't <laughs> change a thing beyond that. You know, I was thinking about that. I, I I was talking to someone at work the other day, and they told me they if everything goes right, they might be able to retire by the time they're forty five. And I'm like, I mean, as nice as that sounds, I mean, I'm well past that now. But as nice as that sounds, I said, well, what the fuck do you do with the next forty years? Are you just sitting around staring at the fucking well, walls? I mean, I, and I hate I hate to get too practical, but the fact of the matter is, you can't get Medicaid till or Medicare or whatever it is, the one that's for older folks. You can't get that till you're sixty five. So what do you do for insurance for twenty years? Right. I mean, it sounds great. I mean, that's I, mean, I guess, I guess having the choice is is what it is, right? Having the choice to work or not work is a nice thing, but uh, in reality, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd I want mean, we to be, all have we yeah. all have the we all have the choice to work or not work, Neil. We're trying to tear down a big building right now in our in our system, and there's like fifty homeless people living in there. They have chosen not to work, or maybe I don't know, maybe they haven't. But you know, yeah, what I'm well, saying the, okay. Does the choice not to work and still have a nice life? How's that? Yeah, be independently well, that's, wealthy that's, or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, well, yeah. Once again, I'm you know what across, I'm trying to say. You're just being. Difficult I'm coming now. across as very cold-blooded today, Neil. I've made several 
negative comments hold towards on, Hold on a second. What if we're 50 homeless people in Coopersville? No, no, not in Coopersville. We're out by where I work on our system. What happened is, you know, a big furniture place, for example, this big, well-known furniture chain went out of business. Well, as soon as they did and they abandoned the building, people move in. Oh, is that steel case or something? No, it's it's it was a retail it was a retail place. Oh, but there's okay, gotcha. a big yeah. one. There's another big one. They're trying to tear it down, but it's got like 50 homeless people living in it. They just moved. It's old abandoned building. It's not even really safe to live in, but it's an old was like a, a I don't even know like a, it was called Whitmark. It was local, but it was a big it had jewelry and it was a department store essentially, mm-hmm. a local department store. So they're squatting in there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it is, you know, it's, I, I talk to my kids about that because, you know, it's like you're, you don't, you know, you guys have a choice. You don't have to be the hamster on the wheel. You can reevaluate your situation, you know, because once you buy a house and all that stuff, then you, you kind of have to become the hamster on the wheel unless you're crooked. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult not to be though, right? I mean, what? it is, I mean, it is. To, to make, to make money that's gives you a nice, you know, lifestyle. It's difficult to, you know, even just a comfortable lifestyle. It's uh, yeah. you kind Wait, of... this, this, went, this went a weird direction. It did. It, I'm not even quite sure how we how we got there, but that's, re- but that's the beauty of this show. Started. It is. It is the beauty of it. Keeping it real, real well, stupid. Exactly. Real <laughs> random. Yeah, it's real, real random, random. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so what's uh, what shows do you have coming up? Do you have any? You know, I'm really. I would really like to come down to Reggie's to see the queers in December. Um, and they're I playing know two nights. They're playing a Friday and a Saturday night. Yeah. But, but once again, I would love to, because Scott wants to go both nights. I would love to know what the set list. I mean, is it going to be the same set both nights? Because I don't want to go see the same set both nights. But if they're doing a, a very different set both nights, that could be cool, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, so if we go the Friday, then you can ask them. And if they're, if they are going to be doing the same set, then you can just drive home on the, you know, on the Saturday. But the opener, the openers are better on Saturday. Yeah, remind me. So, okay, so Susie Moon is playing both nights. Yep. And um, and who else is playing? Do you remember? Uh, Cap Gun Heroes, right? They were playing one. I thought they were playing the Friday, or did I get that wrong? I thought they were playing the Saturday, but whatever night they're playing is the one I'd be more inclined to go to. Okay, yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. Um, hold on, let me just go to Reggie's. The only lives. other thing I have tickets for, Neil, I have tickets to see Thrash Grades Municipal Waste play Grand Rapids here in a couple weeks. Oh um, we, yeah, and, you just sold them at Punk Rock Bowling, didn't you? Yeah, and I know you're, and I know you have a bunch of tickets for the uh, Circle Jerk Seven Seconds things at the Vic, and I. Oh, that's I not till imagine. April, though, man. That's that's March. That's yes, forever. I can't away. imagine I won't come down for that. But yeah, there's not a lot. You know, it's of course. You know, I live in a cold weather state, so the touring acts slow down quite a bit. Yeah, I've actually got okay. So coming up in the next two weeks, I've got um, Teenage Bottle Rocket playing Chicago. And Teenage Bottle Rocket playing down in um, Champaign Urbana, where I went to college. So are and, you definitely you you? I mean, you definitely. I mean, you think it's pretty much set in stone that you're going to go down there and see that? Um, I, it, uh, the problem it's is it's a long drive, Neil. It's a long drive. For it's you. like it's only like two two hours. It's a little over two hours. And uh, one of my old buddies from college, my old drummer Don from McWilson, um, he said he'll put us up if if we want, or I might at least see him. But the problem, the only problem is, it's a Wednesday. So if I'm going to do that, I pretty much you have to take, take Thursday off. Yeah, yeah, maybe even Wednesday you off. Too. Yeah, you almost have to take both. Well, and hopefully yeah. you can meet up with our old pal Jake. Or you can meet up with Jake down there, Jake Pope. I don't. I know. Joke said he might not go. I think, but yeah, I'll ask him for sure. Uh, but I'm definitely going to Chicago show. I have t- tickets to that already, and that's two weeks today. 
No, um, what? Oh, that's on a Saturday? That's on a Saturday, yeah. Oh, that's nice. What's the venue? Um, a Chop Shop. I'm going to start calling them and telling them they shouldn't have those. Uh, I'm going to start well, leaving. A ready, I'm going to start an email campaign. Are you sure you want a rapist playing at your bar? Oh, Jesus. Uh, see, don't even joke about that because I bet that's going to fucking happen, right? Oh, so, I bet it's already happening. Yeah. So uh, as of right now, they are playing Chop Shop, you know, and if they move it to a different venue again because of the stupid witches, then uh, then they do. It'll get, watch, dude. It'll get, it'll get moved out to that epic deli. I mean, <laughs> well, I, well, I, well I, I'll tell you, the one I'm more concerned about is if they get onto the folks down at U- University of Illinois and I drive all the way down to Urbana and they cancel. You know what I mean? That would that would really yeah. suck. If, well, listen, if, if, you go, if, if they move it to McHenry, you and Rick can go and you can crash at his place. Yeah, that's true enough. Um so there's those two coming up, and then there's the Queers early December. Yes, I'm looking at that right now. On the Friday, Susie Moon, Hot Alice, and Calico Plaid. Oh, don't know any of them. Um, and on the I Saturday, say, just based on the names of those bands, they sound horrible. Yeah, and on the Saturday, Hot Alice and Calico Plaid. Come on, people, we can do better than this. Call Neil up; he's got a whole notebook of names way better than that. For I your do, band. I do, honestly. Um, on Saturday. Uh, Queers, Susie Moon, Capcom Heroes, and OK Cool. And uh, so, yeah, that's a much better lineup. And the funny thing is, they're playing the music joint, which I find yeah, the odd. Small song. But that's probably because Suicide Machines are playing at the Rock Club that night. Yeah, who will will probably sell that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Friday kind of surprises me, though, that they would be playing the but music no, the, joint. But no, the two... I, I do like, you know, I, obviously, I mean, I've just, I, I love seeing the same band two nights in a row. I just did that with Boris Sprinkler and just did it with Sloppy Seconds. Um, but here's my here's my issue if we want to get real. Once again, we have retirement talk. We have spouse talk. <laughs> because I have been, I have had more romantic weekends with my old pal Scott this year than I have with my wife. I really need to do, if I could figure out something nice, a nice weekend or something with my wife between now and then, maybe I could pull it off. Otherwise... I don't know, man. You gotta my my priorities got a little jacked out of shape. I'm, I'm a simple man, but I'm screwing up. Okay, just to just just to uh, if this helps or doesn't help, the Friday calico plaid, Chicago local and alien Texan make weird punk. Yeah, that sounds great. Weird as means no talent. Hot Alice, members of Allister and August Premier. Is it Allister or Alistair? I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that. Well, when you when you tell people what bands you're in before, and people should have heard of them, where they don't care. I mean, I've heard of uh, Allister or Alistair uh, before. Uh, really? That's why you're such a master at pronouncing it. Pop, well, I don't I don't know how to pronounce it, but because um, it's not Alistair, I'm like you know, I, I know how to spell Alistair, and that's not what this is. Is but it says they are a rock and roll band from Chicago. That doesn't sound particularly impressive at all, does it? Mm. That's, I don't know. Maybe they're great. Listen, sorry, Hot great. Alice and whatever other band. I'm hot, sure they're hot, hot sure ass. They should have called themselves Hot Ass. That would have been better. There you go. Um, well, but we know Cap Gun Heroes are good. We know Susie Moon is good. And uh, OK, Cool sounds kind of generic, too. But oh, who no, knows? no, no. God, no. This sounds terrible. Uh, to be honest, we're going to have to miss these folks. If you long for a charming union of noodly math rock and queer themed shoegaze. <laughs> well, those are several of my favorite things, I think. <laughs> yeah, we might have to. Uh, Miss them. Queer uh, gays? <laughs> queer gamed. Queer queer themed shoe gays. That's right up your alley, isn't it? A noodly mash rock. That's you. That's you to a T. I, I saw another band that got cancelled this week, Neil, and it made me laugh so much. It was it was the guitar player from a metal band called Mastodon. Mm-hmm. 
You're, you've heard of them, I'm sure. I've heard of them just because they have a burger at uh, at uh, Kumas. Oh, Kumas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're they're popular band. I mean, they oh, probably yeah. pull a thousand, two thousand people on their yeah, own yeah. every night. Yeah. And they, <laughs> the guitar player was asked about their tour opening for the uh, Disturbed, a different metal band who mm-hmm. sucks, and he said it was some gay ass shit. That was his way of describing <laughs> the tour. And the metal fans are even jumping out now. Is it real metal fans or is it just the PC crowd or whatever? I'm well, just like, where's the lie? Where's well, the lie? Well, the where's annoying, the, th- the annoying thing about that, you know, when he says it's gay ass shit, you know, it's not even a slight of the gay phobic. community. No, it's just saying it it's kind of lame. That's it. all. I know exactly. It's so it's so gay. It's yeah. such gay ass shit. The way people respond to this stuff. Oh, and then okay, and then so that those the queers playing two nights in um, obviously at early December. So that will be nice. And then we might have something going on a week after that, right? It's quite yes. possible. We yeah, don't have to announce it yet, but it's quite possible in yes. Logansport. And then in early January, just announced at Reggie's, my favorite psychobilly band of all time, the Meteors are going to be playing. Oh, really? Yeah. <coughs> That's cool. I'm excited about that. They were supposed to play, I, I and don't... then COVID hit, and then they, uh, yeah. It's one of those things. I certainly will not commit to driving to Chicago in January, but we'll see. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect you to come in for the meteors. I wouldn't, but it'll be it should be a good show. But you know, like you said, who knows what the weather will be like? It could be dreadful. Yes, but well, that's how it's dreadful. Anyway, yeah. yeah, winter's coming. All right, man. Let's wrap this sucker up. Okay. What else? We you got anything else or no? No, that's really I've, it. I've got two more songs to play, but I'll play out with both of them because they're both short. Um, we have two. I do, because uh, yeah. I'm going to play, because uh, I only played two so far. I played Dead Man's Shadow and uh, Capcom Heroes. So I'm I, feel gonna like pl- I, I feel like I've been very negative today towards the gay community. We love our we love our gay community. I, I, I'm just joking around, of course. And what else? Trans community, too. We have nothing against any of you, I swear. I swear. Don't have anything against anybody. Exactly. Really? Or for anybody. Except for, downtown, really except for downtown Brown, because that was some, yeah, that was yeah. some gay-ass shit. How's that? There you go. <laughs> there you go. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, and just because you were dressed as a banana, you fool. Um, so I'm going to play us out with uh, Necros, um, obviously, nice. uh, from the album Conquest for Death. It's going to be the title track, Conquest for Death. And Excellent. I am, and then following that is going to be Wasted Youth with their classic Fuck Authority. So that's what I'm going to play. I know we played that one already, but that's cool. That's a good combination. Okay, oh, we have. Oh, in that case, I might throw in a different Wasted Youth, perhaps. Finally, so just have to wait and see. Youth. Finally playing some good music, Neil. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, hey everybody, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us talk about our adventures. Yes. Um, I have a real specific some people I really want to focus on getting on before the year's over. People whose records I think are really highlights of the year. Um, so we definitely want to have some more guests, and uh, you know, we're like I said, we got to hoping to announce a Christmas thing pretty quick, and. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. It's great meeting a lot of you out in the out in the wild, out in the wild, man. It's always been. Yeah. It's it's really. I can't tell you how cool it is to go. Now, granted, it's been Midwest. Not like I'm going all over the. You know, we're in Vegas too. You know, going to Vegas or going to you know Indianapolis or whatever and running into people that listen to the show. It's it's just it's. I can't tell you how cool that is. Yeah, so. it is. It's awesome. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Uh, write us in for stickers if you would like some. And uh, yeah, I just sent out a batch today. Yeah, punctual i seventy seven at gmail dot com. And uh, yes. until uh, next time, stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll smell you later. Smell you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Jesus. 